You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. And thank you for joining us this week here on the Neutral Zone. It's been a while, but we are back. I'm Phil Milani, joined as always by Eric Dalala. It's the final week of the preseason, finally. Wow. The last five. It's gone so fast. Yeah, exactly. It feels like we've been in training camp maybe for about two months now, but the final game is on the horizon and the end is near before we can start talking about some real football. But we still have a great show in store for you. We're going to talk about the backup quarterback position. A <laughs> lot of stuff going on there. When you, when you say great show, I think backup quarterback position. Exactly. Go straight to backup QB. Exactly. Well, I will say in this town, in Denver, the third straight QB sometimes is even more interesting. That's true. It's slower time in Minnesota. Exactly. People are all riled up. That's heating up. up. Yeah, that's heating up. We'll also talk about a couple of surprise uh, roster cuts on Monday that we uh, maybe didn't necessarily see coming, but uh, we'll explain why maybe it makes a lot of sense, uh, some of the moves the Broncos made. And then finally, we'll preview the final preseason game Thursday night, Vance Joseph's return to the Mile High City as the Arizona Cardinals uh, make their way to town. Are you going to go? I'll probably go to that game. Okay. I, th- I think I will, too. We won't, Planning on it. I don't think we'll preview the game in the sense of who's going to win. Probably well, not. But maybe we'll preview it by saying, we'll, we'll give you a couple of players who can still earn a spot on this roster. Some tidbits. A couple of guys at the end of the roster that are really still battling and we feel like maybe hasn't secured their spot. Do you think we're secure? No, we're day-to-day. No, day-to-day we're battling day-to-day. for spots. You Correct. know, I just before we get to that, it's just nice to be back on the neutral zone. It is. After media today, it's been I, gone. Was, I was roasted a little bit. Yeah. Ryan Konigsberg came up to me and said, should I expect another neutral zone in week seven? Really? And I... <laughs> It's a pretty good roast. Uh, well, but, uh, we we're, we're coming gonna, for you. We were. We've got. Uh, I actually have a podcast idea in mind. Uh, we tried to Don't do it. Share it on air. We, yeah, we tried to do it before heading out to Los Angeles. Couldn't. Uh, there were some um, logistical issues. Could not get that one recorded. We'll try to bring that to you uh, here in the next couple of weeks, though. We've said too much. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Keep kind of. <laughs> your eye on the look for this. Uh, it's still the neutral zone, but maybe in a different location, maybe. I don't know. That's enough. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> all right, Eric, let's get into this backup quarterback position. The talk around town, everybody's wondering about it. Has Kevin Hogan done enough in your eyes to secure the backup spot while Drew Locke's uh, thumb heals? In my eyes, and in Vic Fangio's eyes, which I think that's maybe same a, thing almost. Yeah, exactly. We're pretty we, same See sort of football same gurus. Way. I would say not yet. Uh, Vic said Monday that hey, there hasn't been any real separation between Hogan and Rippin. You'd like to see a little bit more to convince you one of these two guys is the is the long term backup quarterback, or maybe just the short term until Drew Locke gets back. But we don't really know is Locke going to go on IR? Is he you know, going to be out for two or three weeks. So I'm a little surprised, too, because Kevin Hogan, you know, he started some games in Cleveland. He's been a – he was a decent backup in a couple spots. 
And so I, I would have thought he would have torn it up a little bit more in the preseason. And he did play better against the Rams, but so far not not an entirely spectacular preseason. Yeah, and I think the thing you got to keep in mind is that Hogan is out there competing against backups too. That's not like the first team Ram defense, and it's been a, a little bit of a struggle here. Um, the Drew Locke question is really interesting to me because we've seen him with a brace on last week, and we also saw him come out and do a media session without the brace. And then when he came out and was at practice on Monday, it looked like he had that thing rewrapped. Um, it was white this time. I don't know if it was hard or if it was like a cast type of thing or if it was just a rewrap. Uh, very interesting to see how long he's going to be out. And I think that that could play a factor here. We're big on the brace watch. Is I'm, he wearing it? That's Is the first thing I look for. It? Yeah. And so that's that's what I think in my mind. Now, in my personal opinion, I think that there's only one location that the Broncos would go to in a waiver wire situation to see if they wanted to bring up bring in someone else, and that's the 49ers. Mm. I think that as Scangarello is trying to install this offense here in Denver, it's going to be helpful to have a backup who's been with you the entire offseason. He knows the playbook. He's been here all at training camp. He's familiar with the guys here. Uh, for me, for someone to – I don't think it's going to be Rippon who's going to jump him. And in my opinion, if you're going to go out and look around the league, the only really spot that's going to make sense for someone to come in here and and just jump in and be ready to go week one as the backup would have to be uh, Bethard or Mullins from San Francisco. Yeah, well, I mean – uh, in Minnesota, you've got Gary Kubiak's offense, which is similar. I don't know if that's, that's quick true. enough that maybe you could. Uh, but what are you saying, Kyle Sloter? Kyle Sloter or uh, your guy Mannion? Sean Heis Mannion? Exactly. Maybe they they decide to I get don't rid think of him. He's he's new there. I mean, I think they they want they like him. So you think you think uh, Mullins or, or Bethard. Bethard? I think those two are the they're competing still out there in San Francisco and plus by having the joint practices with them I think that the Broncos got to see both of those quarterbacks up close and personal last week so I think or two weeks ago now I think that that is an area that makes sense but in my personal opinion I do think that Kevin Hogan probably has done enough to be that backup well is it if it is a guy like a Mullins or a Bethard do you send a conditional seventh round pick? Because I don't know. That's a big question. They might not I would make wait. It to you. I would not. I would not give up a draft pick, especially after going up to draft, making the move to draft Drew Locke. I don't think you want to invest any any more future stuff in this quarterback position. And knowing that the 49ers, in all likelihood, aren't going to keep three quarterbacks. Well, it's not about if they're going to keep three. It's about do teams ahead of you on the waiver wire want one of those guys. I think Nick Mullins is going to be a popular guy if he hits the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah, that is po that is possible. But I do think that if you pick up a guy right now, there's no question really. And Vic said, "Hey, Drew Lock didn't win the starting job, but he was certain, or excuse me, the backup job, but he was certainly on his way to doing that." Yes. And so there's no question that when Drew comes back, assuming he hasn't regressed terribly, he's going to be that backup. And exactly. so I don't think you want to enter any sort of clutter or uncertainty in the mix by bringing in Nick Mullins who maybe they like then it's Flacco high up, on. exactly then it's Flacco up top and then it's well is Drew Locke or Nick Mullins the backup now Got is it. that stunt Drew that Locke's too. growth so I think that you 
And again, hope isn't a great NFL strategy. But I think you hope that Drew Locke's injury isn't isn't too too serious. And you hope that Flacco stays healthy. Well, yeah. If Flacco Flacco doesn't stay healthy, it's not going to matter if it's Drew Locke or Kevin Hogan. You're going to struggle probably regardless. Yeah, but then you want Drew Locke to come back as soon as possible and get those reps. But say say on cutdown day this Saturday – They've got a pretty good idea that Locke's going to be ready to go week three. Then I think. Then you just, I think you're okay. I think with you Hogan. just hope that Kevin Hogan's going to be okay. If it turns out, hey, this isn't Drew's not healing as quickly as we want. He's got to go on IR. Eight weeks is a long time to maybe uh, try your luck with a guy that's, you know, he's struggled uh, at times when he's had to play against starters. His first year in Cleveland had a thirty-one point six rating. Where was that? In Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. Cleveland Browns? <laughs> exactly. Got it. Uh, QBR was 64, and then in 2017, he uh, had a 42 QBR. So, not ideal. But, but he, he was a backup last year here. Yeah, after so, uh, after swag. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a guy that knows the offense. They brought him back for a reason. They did exactly. sign him. Uh, so, there's obviously some level of comfort but I don't think by any means if he goes out and plays poorly on Thursday that they're going to automatically say, Kevin, you still get the backup. No, job. he's still got to maybe do a little bit here. And also enough to really just sort of separate uh, him from any thoughts about going out and getting somebody on the waiver wire. So you think no chance that Rippon passes him? Uh, in my personal opinion, I do not think so. I haven't seen it, and I don't think that that's where their mind is right now. Yeah, it, it – It'd be different if Brett was out there leading touchdown drives in the fourth quarter of these games, but yeah. the team scored six points. And, again, I don't think all that falls on the quarterback. So how is the coaching staff evaluating, hey, here's how Hogan's playing with these receivers that you know might not make it past roster, roster cut down or this offensive line or, or whatever yeah. that position group might be. But yeah, you'd yes. like to see Hogan find some success on Thursday yes. against the Cardinals. And and by success, I mean like uh, just going out there and looking confident and completing passes. And I don't care about necessarily having to score touchdowns or any of that because the offense is just so basic right now. They're not showing anything. They're not scheming anything. Heck, I think that the they've probably already started working on Raiders' game plan here. You know, they're just they're just looking ahead to get ready and make sure that they're uh, all crisp for week number one. Because let's face it, that Raiders game is pretty big in terms of uh, you know a division opponent kicking off the season on the road. You need to take care of business there. So I think a lot of the focus has already moved on, and they just want to see a quarterback that goes out there, looks crisp, can complete some open passes, maybe make some uh, tight throws, and, and look like he's in charge. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to say that week one game against Oakland is a must win because it's hard to boil a season down to one game, but... If you lose that one, you're behind the eight ball right away in terms of winning enough games to put yourself in playoff contention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you just say that that Raiders game is really important just because the two other teams in your division are obviously uh, ahead of where the Raiders are right now. So you would you you know you got to take care of business when you have winnable games, and I think that that's definitely a winnable game for this Broncos team. So uh, that is the quarterback position. Uh, sort of where it stands right now, at least in our eyes, as the Broncos head into uh, the fifth and final preseason game. Um, let's get to some news that happened here on Monday. We saw the Broncos uh, cut ties with Zach Kerr, who they also signed this offseason. 
um, re-signed. Know, re-signed. I mean, but you're talking about Kevin Hogan showed that, hey, they made a commitment to him by bringing him back. Well, they did the same thing with Zach Kern. They cut ties with him on Monday. So that was sort of interesting. And then also a guy that they made a trade for in uh, Dakota Watson, the veteran uh, outside linebacker, more of a special teams kind of player, made the trade uh, during the draft to bring him from San Francisco. That one was a little bit more of a surprise in my eyes. Also clearly a surprise in Dakota's eyes, too. Yeah, and, you know, his was surprising to me because special teams hasn't been great so far. Uh, Vic was saying Monday, hey, it was better against the Rams. Definitely true, but, you know, Dakota was supposed to be that veteran leader on the group. He said when he signed, I got nothing against playing special teams. I've told the young guys that's a way to carve out an eight-, nine-, ten-year career in the NFL. Um, I don't know if he wasn't. Uh, delivering enough on special teams if they decided, hey, a guy like Malik Reed at outside linebacker makes him expendable. Um, but he's one of those guys you're sorry to see go. He's was a love Dakota yeah, Watson. Good guy to deal with in the locker room and uh, yeah, fun yeah. to be around. And he, you know that uh, video uh, circulated and made the rounds on uh, Saturday out there in LA when he was uh, showing some of the moves to those little kids. Uh, in Rams jerseys out there. So uh, sad to see those two guys go. But we did hear Vic Fangio say that, look, they made the move now so that it gives time to those guys to catch on somewhere else. And in my opinion, I think the Broncos make that move because they're in a position right now where their roster is so young that it doesn't really make sense to have a a stopgap in an in a, in a older veteran player when you could get essentially the same amount of production from a younger player who has the ability to develop and, and continue to get better. Yeah, and obviously there's some veterans where there's an exception there, right? Like a Vaughn is well, – it's worth having that guy. You can't team. get that production. Right, yeah. But, no, I agree. I, I think also you maybe know, they think that, hey, we're actually going to improve our production with some of these guys. I don't know if – As they get better Yeah, is what I'm saying. I don't know if like – Jawan Winfrey making that special teams tackle instills some faith in the Broncos coaching staff that, hey, we've got some guys that can make plays on teams. And then I think in your in your base defense, Malik Reed, Justin Hollins, those guys might, you know, they might be able to provide behind uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That's what I'm saying. I think that you rather have a guy like Malik Reed who has opportunity to continue to get better. And maybe it's not this year, but maybe next year he makes a leap and you're like, okay, we're in a better spot now where we're building towards something in the future. Whereas maybe in years past where the Broncos were trying to make a Super Bowl push, something like that when Peyton Manning was still here, you wanted veterans like that who can come in and play a role. Well, the Broncos aren't necessarily in that spot right now where maybe they have with a younger roster, they're like, let's let's try to build something here. And when you have younger guys like Justin Hollins, Malik Reed, you, you want to get them on the field as much as possible just so that they can continue to get better. Yeah, and Von Miller, I think last week, said Malik Reed reminds me of a guy like Shaq Barrett. Exactly. Who came in here undrafted, uh, CSU. Sorry, Phil. Same kind of. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Showdown is coming up on Friday. We all know what's going on. sure that people are thrilled to hear more about that. CU Buffs uh, plus 13. That's easy. Minus 13. uh, Minus 13. That's easy. That would be a big shock if the Rams. Anyway, but Shaq Bear was a guy that came in, had some potential, and then took a big step and, you know, made some impact plays for this team, went and got paid by Tampa. Uh, and Vaughn said, "Did he get paid? He did get paid. I mean, oh, not I like he, he didn't paid. get 
paid. I don't think he got paid. But he got paid. It was enough that they decided here, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and so Vaughn said, hey, Malik's got the same type of energy. I think he called him a dream killer. Yeah. Which I sounds like to that. me like Vaughn's been watching Hard Knocks. Exactly. That sounded a little Gruden-esque. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> That's your Caliendo of Gruden? <laughs> yeah, that's me doing Caliendo, gotcha. doing Gruden. Oh, it was pretty good. Let's hear yours. No, they don't. You don't get paid enough? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That's pretty good. We got to go crush some dreams. Yeah. And then knock on wood if you're with me. I like that. I kind of like that. You do? Yes. Do you think Vic does that? Vic's I don't think like so. finish your pasta I, I don't think, with me. I don't think so. Yeah. Exactly. I think he just knows everybody's with him. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not... A, if you're asking, there's a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Makes you think. Do you think uh, the Broncos are watching Hard Knocks or scouring through it? Yes. I kind of want to ask Vic that before the season comes to it, or before the preseason comes to an end. Yeah, I think I probably won't ask him about it. Like weekend. I don't you think know? you're gonna learn maybe uh, like some secrets, but maybe you'll like uh, you'll get a better idea of where their minds are. Mm. You know, like oh dang, they're trying to kill dreams. Exactly. Like, now we know. Exactly. No, I, I'd say from watching it that they're like, you could probably pick up a few things here and there. Nothing that's going to alter the entire game. Exactly. Just little, well, like the way the coaches are talking to these guys or like You get an update on AB's feet every single right. episode. Right. So. They're like, oh, those look oh, better. Dang. Yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah. didn't even get to see him this time. But he's wearing socks and everything, so that's nice. The right yeah. socks. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Exactly. No feet. Exactly. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think they watch That's it live with like some popcorn? Yeah, they all get together and have a little No. Nice. Tortellini. They're, in there grinding. Oh. Yeah. That's true. You like tortellini, don't you? Anything that's pasta and cheese, that's your Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I do I do <laughs> like pasta and cheese. I yeah. like other things. Yeah. But pasta and cheese is one of that's them. That's right up there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a cacio pepe. That's mm, nice. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Exactly. Finish uh, off dinner with a watered down espresso or something. What do they call those? Mm, Americanos. And that's an Americano. Yeah. I would not finish uh, dinner with an Americano. No. Got Thank it. you. Yeah. Maybe a nice port. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A sherry, maybe. Who's sherry? Uh, um, an Amaro. I've been enjoying it. Amore. Yeah, exactly. A limoncello. A limoncello, that would be nice. I think that's more of an aperitif, though. Mm. This thing's got off the rails. This has really gone off the rails. We should see if Vic wants to come and discuss his favorite (laughs) Italian dishes. That would be tremendous content. I would like that. Maybe like between, maybe the bye week between the AFC Championship and Super Bowl. Maybe he's willing then, you know? Like we're in Miami. That's a busy time. We're in Miami. Do they have good Italian food down there? In Miami? Yeah. I think it's more of a Cuban food type yeah. situation. Yeah, I've never heard of Miami's Italian, so it might mm. not work. Yeah. Where do we go this year that might have good Italian? No Italy. Bay Area, maybe. No Italy. We, we're not going to... Kansas City, yeah. I don't think. Buffalo? Buffalo Green Wings. Ba- Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, the classic Green Bay Italian food. Exactly. That's nice. Exactly. Minneapolis is uh, nice enough that perhaps... Could have some good spots. Yeah. Yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe like upscale northern Italian, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they are the north. Indianapolis. Uh, well, do you think they'll close St. Elmo's because of Andrew Luck? 
Yeah, that is that, would be that was shocking. Yeah. Uh we wish shocking. Andrew Locke uh all the best. Andrew Locke. <laughs> and Andrew Locke. <laughs> Locke. Yeah, we wish Locke? both of we Locke. wish both of them the best. Yeah. Andrew Locke. Oh, gosh. That neck beard. Luck. We'll it's miss gone. that. We'll miss I will, that. I will. I know. Well, you still got the fat head up, so it's not. That's yeah. not true. Slander. Got it. Sorry. Uh, Vic Fangio, Sorry. though, knows it. you. Uh, I don't think we're standing at the press conference. You were off doing other things. Doing like, our stuff. You were like Vic Fangio. Oh, by the way. Sorry, sorry. Uh, just to go back to Hard Knocks for a second. Did you see when the tight ends? Yeah. They broke down. They tease. said tease. Yeah. Love They've it. They've been listening to the neutrals. <laughs> yes. Yes, they have. I will say for uh, anyone who's been paying attention to Drew Locke's press conferences. Changed. He stopped saying Q. Yeah. I haven't heard it in several weeks. Each time Whoa. he's referenced quarterback. The quarterbacks. Not even QB. No. Quarterback. I think somebody's something coached happened. him up. Something somebody's happened. coached him up. I don't know I don't if it was know. a PR guru or what happened. Could have could be a guru. <laughs> Some, <laughs> something happened where okay. the Q is no longer. Uh, what were we talking about? Andrew we're talking Locke? about no Fangio at the uh, Drew Lock. I think it was Fangio. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, So you were off doing whatever. You were like fixed doing our stuff. I'm gonna go like eat lunch. Um, but I was out there in the heat. Sun, it was really nice today, sun actually. beating down on our brow. It was not that hot. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and I asked Vic, I said, hey, you were at Stanford in 2010. Andrew Luck was at Stanford in 2010. Did you uh, get to know him pretty well? He said, yeah, we still talk. And he said, you'll like this with all the pasta talk. He said he was in Italy, and he was walking down an Italian street. You can picture people like – What a, town? Did he say what he town? He didn't say. should have followed up. Yeah. Uh, Florence, mm-hmm. Venice – Completely different where, vibes. Where are you vacation? Yeah. Exactly. Were they both on were, gondolas? Anyway. Were they Cinque Terre? Oh. That's my favorite oh. spot. Lake Como? That could have been nice, too. Yeah. George Clooney? He could have been there? <laughs> yeah. The, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, see. Yeah. Okay, can finish the story. So let me chill They anyway, were walking down, and they saw down, Andrew walking down the street, and Andrew Luck is just walking, <laughs> walking down the street. That's crazy. What are the odds? That is crazy. Well, 50-50. Oh, we have heard that he likes his European excursion. That's true. 50-50 chance that Vic sees Andrew Luck. 50-50. Yeah. You've been waiting to use that. I have been. And to our <laughs> neutral zone listeners, yeah. we will divulge what we're talking about here because we explain jokes once. Once is enough. Yeah. We explain Q once. Yeah. Now. I was making a joke in the office about uh, odds, about the Broncos practicing inside or outside. I said, hey, there's two options. Are they either inside or outside? 50-50 chance where they're going to practice. Obviously, I understand that uh, the weather in Denver, 300 days of sunshine a year, there's uh, less likelihood that the weather will force the Broncos to practice inside. Therefore, not a 50-50 chance. Eric thought I was being serious. Having known you for several years now, I can say with 100%, not 50-50%, 100% certainty, that you were being serious. Well, either you, you knew it or you didn't know. Exactly. So 50-50. And uh, you have since turned it into a – that that was a nice little bit we had going right no, there. No, I, I would own up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'd yeah. own it up. Because uh, Matt Boyer, our other video reporter, was like, why wouldn't it be 50-50? That's, so you both were kind of on the same Let's not bring wavelength. Matt into this. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's probably best not to. Yeah. So anyway, 50-50 chance that you were 50/50. kidding. 50, maybe. Who knows? But yes, Andrew Luck – 
We'll miss playing against you. Makes that Broncos game against the Colts. Yeah. Week uh, eight, I think. A little I think easier. I was reading, like, they went from Super Bowl contenders to now that I think they have a 24% chance to make the playoffs, according yeah. to some analytics. Their, uh, win total is set at six and a half. Yeah. Where it was probably, like, at 14. 17. <laughs> really high. Got it. You can do anything with Andrew Luck. Exactly. No, they're, it's, that'll still be a tough test on the road. The rest of the team's pretty good. Of course. Good, they have but. a good squad there, but uh, we will miss uh, seeing Andrew Luck because he was one heck of a competitor. Do you think it's fair to bring up your favorite shot in NFL films history? They did. They're the, one of the best um, shots that NFL films has captured, in my opinion, at least of the Broncos, was when Vaughn stripped him. The ball bounces. The camera just follows it perfectly. Shane Ray picks it up, takes it for the score. The game was pretty much out of, out of reach at that point, in my opinion. Akib Tlaib had just had a pick six. So, like, that was – it was done, in my opinion. Uh, the Broncos were up six points, and the Colts had the ball. So so the Tlaib's pick six? That was earlier. That was, like, in the third quarter. Incorrect. Well, uh, yeah, look it up. You keep, you keep look talking it about stuff. I'll pull yeah. it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll never personally forget 2015 in Indianapolis. Uh, Eric was probably 13 years old, sitting in the stands. 12. I, of course, was doing our things covering the game. And uh, 401k. I, I, just, I just remember. Just cleared. <laughs> Danny Trevathan. Man, that defense really got after Andrew Luck. I remember coming back home, finding out that he had a lacerated kidney. Luck did. Tore an ab muscle. And finished the game, and somehow the Colts won that game. Uh, it was amazing. That was just uh, one heck of a uh, performance there. So I have it pulled up. You are barely correct. 50-50 <laughs> correct, or yeah. what do you think? Akib's pick six came with 13.52 to go in the fourth quarter. Which quarter? Fourth quarter. The, so you're wrong. So I was right. Uh, then... Frank Gore caught a touchdown pass where he tiptoed the sideline, if you remember. Cut it to three. McManus kicked a field goal. Six. Six-point lead. And that's when they got the ball back with a minute 51 to go. So the game was not out of reach at all. That defense was a good Broncos defense. It was a good Broncos defense. And obviously, uh, Von Miller made sure that they didn't. Fine. Maybe it was still within but reach. You, you were, it was okay. less than one possession. Yeah. If they had scored a touchdown, they would have won. Highly unlikely. But. I do remember there was some talk about, hey, should the Broncos have gone for it when McManus kicked that field goal? Oh. Because it would have put it out of reach. Yep. Yep. But anyway, that's a, that was a Colts last game against Andrew Luck. Or the Broncos last game against Andrew Luck. Uh, yeah, because uh, we, we went there the next year and uh, beat the Colts in Indy. I believe Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback that day. I think so. Trevor Simeon got the win there. Uh, incorrect. Nope. Uh, Brock Osweiler got the win. He nope. started the game. Nope. Trevor started the game and got knocked out, and then Brock. Oh, other way around. Got it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So Wrong. Trevor got the win, and Correct. but Brock was the star. Got Jeff Hireman a star too. Yeah, he had that touchdown there. Big touchdown. Yeah. Anyway, uh, best of luck to uh, Andrew Luck. I like what you did there. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this final game and wrap up the show here with uh, a couple of players who we're going to have our eye on looking uh, uh, to see if they can make this final 53 and see, uh, you know, are the, do you think that, how much of the 53 do you think the Broncos already have locked up? 
I would guess 49 or 50 or even 50. You think it's that high? I, yeah, I think that there it's are almost very, done. very few spots remaining. Probably just because they've already had four games, or what do you think? Yeah, you've played four games. I mean, I think you can see from the number of starters they held out, or number of players in general. I think there was something like almost 30 guys that didn't play yeah. against the uh, the Rams. So I think that shows you that it's uh, pretty set in stone. And then I think you know, like, hey, some of these reserve guys that played, like, a, like I think Jawan Winfrey is, is safe. I don't think that's a big uh, yeah. secret. I think, like, Zach Kerr getting cut shows that DeMarcus Walker's uh, probably safe. pretty safe. Um, well, I would, I would just say that because the Broncos are so young that maybe there's a little bit more room there to wiggle. And the other thing to keep in mind, I think, with this Broncos team, I think that to be really safe, you probably want to be within that top 48 or so because once the waiver wire hits, I do think that they're going to cut a few more players who made that initial 53. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos put out their 53 and then that changed a couple of times within the next couple of days. Well, and there might be guys, like do you – keep Joe Jones on the active roster so that he can go on IR to return and then the next day put him on IR, you know, because then you can sign somebody exactly. else for the 53. Exactly, Do you do that with do Andy Janovich? That. Yep. That could that – could, uh, Those are going to free up some spots. Exactly. But, you know, I think one position, quarterback, we talked about that, is yep. is it going to be Kevin Hogan? Because obviously Drew Locke and Joe Flacco are going to be on the 53, at least initially. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. Drew Locke has and to go on IR. Vic said that's yeah. a possibility. But he's going to be there, you know – on Saturday at 2 p.m. Yep. Mountain Time, 4 p.m. Is that Eastern. when it is? Yeah, that is. 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Correct. Wow. Yeah, then dentist 30 minutes later. Correct, 2.30. Uh, but, yeah, defensive line, maybe you've got a Mike Purcell, uh, Deshaun Williams toss-up. I think there's probably still a little bit of a battle if you keep six wide receivers. We have not seen the return game flash the way certainly Vic Fangio hoped that it would have, and right. Tom McMahon. So that that position is so, certainly up for grabs. And is that does that mean you keep a Kelvin McKnight, a Fred Brown? I don't. You know. You got to do something. Let's see if they do something here. Because remember last year, Philip Lindsay already made this team. He didn't even play in that final preseason game. Yeah, there's. I think guys like Malik Reed, for example, are going to play in that fourth preseason game. The fifth one? Correct. The week four of the NFL week preseason. Four, fifth, fifth preseason yeah. Classic situation. Uh, but, like, running back, I think, is set. Yep. Maybe at fullback you say, hey, do we keep what? Aston or not? With Maybe Orson Charles is a fullback type guy that you keep instead of George Aston. You think that the running backs are set? Do you think that Kalfani Muhammad has a chance to make this team? Uh, I do not think so. You don't think so? But practice squad, if he makes it there. Mm-hmm. I Interesting. Think, I think it's uh, pretty. He could. I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be Lindsey Booker and uh, Freeman. Obviously, Freeman before Booker. But, yes. Um, Interesting. Those three guys didn't play against yeah. the Rams, so I think yeah. that's a pretty clear indication that they're all safe. Okay. Um, Muhammad, I think, is like a. He's a luxury, and so maybe if you can get Locke and Janovich and Davis or uh, Joe Jones rather. Maybe you get those guys through and you say, hey, we're going to put two or three of them on IR. Then maybe there's room to keep Muhammad. But if you've got to carry Drew Locke, who's hurt, and so you've got to keep a third quarterback, or you've got to keep uh, Janovich on the roster, there might not be room for four running backs and a fullback. Agreed. So 
three and a full. Yeah. I Unless agree. no Aston and you keep Orson Charles, who came in recently. Yep. Then you say, hey, that's the guy that's going to play some fullback. They've got him listed as tight end slash fullback. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I think the offensive line, there might be – I mean, I think it's pretty clear that uh, Elijah Wilkinson's going to make it. Of course. I would think Don Barkley's going to make it based on what he's been doing. And then it looks like Schlotman. Schlotman's moving up. I think that other is the other guy there. But is it possible someone – I mean, Brendel took some snaps with the first team during camp at points. But yeah, I don't think there's a ton of spots left. Okay. Okay, so Returner is definitely a spot. Returner. Because Vic, Vic said after the game against the Rams – you have no idea who that guy's going to be. What about like a guy like uh, Jamal Carter? Do you think that mm. uh, he showed enough to to make a spot? Or because yeah. we've talked about inside linebacker as a spot where we're still not a hundred percent sure what's going on. Yeah, and maybe uh, now that Dakota Watson is no longer an outside backer, and so Justin Hollins becomes maybe purely an outside backer or inside nickel, inside during nickel situations, but. Maybe that frees you up to you keep Davis and Jewel, Alexander Johnson, Josh Watson. Like maybe there's room to keep Jamal Carter, but does he have to play, or does he have to stay in exchange of a Keyshawn B area or an Alexander Johnson, or can they like find some room for him anyway? Do they stick Carter on the practice squad and say you're going to learn to be an inside linebacker for a year? It's gonna be interesting to see. He made one nice play I saw. Uh, last week where he kind of just went through a gap and made a tackle on a running back. He said after the game against the Rams, he feels like his athleticism is a real strength in the box and that he hasn't been too concerned with like getting off blocks or having guards and tackles fire out at him. But I believe his direct quote before the game was that he was a, quote, physical specimen, hmm. end quote. Wow. So a lot like myself. You are certainly a physical specimen. Yeah. I've heard, I've Thank heard you. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. How is that man that tall with that, like, those proportions, you know? Yeah. Like, God. His like hair I, is way too big for his body. Thank you. My hair yeah. has been. Yeah. Thoughts on the hair real quick? Oh, Just it's the, gotten out of control. I might make the thumbnail a photo of you at practice today. Your hair good blowing photo. in the breeze. Yeah, I, I my goal with the hair was to make it through the preseason. So I think I'm going to be able to hit that. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like making it through in an acceptable fashion and then kind of what you're doing. You're like at all that's like can I make it through the preseason without showering? No, it's not. That's not a that's to clarify, that's, that's not a personal goal. That's like a <laughs> that's like an overall like the royal Similar. eye. Exactly. Got it. X person decides I'm going to make it through the preseason without showering. Can you do that? Absolutely. I don't know if you could. It would be pretty bad. You, you might you get just, dismissed from the practice. You just get field. in the shower. Yeah, but you then but then somebody would be like, "Sir, uh, you have to leave." Oh, I see. Yeah, my hair is not where like somebody's going to say like. I saw the way the public relations staff was looking at you, and it was, it was like that hair needs to get gone. There is an appointment to uh, get the hair cut. Where do you, I guess we probably shouldn't uh, yeah. endorse yeah, specific yeah, yeah, yeah. haircut locations. But I will say, preseason hair, when you see me Monday next week, a week from today, we're in the regular season. Got it. We're on to Oakland. You're going to see the hair ready to go. Wow. Regular season hair. Are you going to be here on Monday? Yeah. 
during the week, so that's good. That yeah. is true. Yeah. It's a holiday, but I'll still be here. We labor on Labor Day. Correct. And they play Monday night, so that day is like a freebie. That's not that's even true. A, you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even a football anything. Exactly. Wednesday's a football Tuesday. Yeah. We won't they won't even probably I don't I don't know. We don't know what the schedule is yet, but it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna feel like a long time between the Arizona game and the Monday night game. The Broncos started the preseason with the Hall of Fame game and they're going to be they're gonna end the regular season week one. So they're gonna go the longest that you possibly can go from the start of the season to playing your first regular season game. It's true. You cannot go any longer than that. It's correct. Maybe they'll also be in the it's Super crazy. Bowl, which is the last game of the year. That'd be really something, huh? Whoa. First game, last game. Whoa. Or the entire roster will make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you know the, you know the Pro Bowl before, that. is it not? When do they do the Pro Bowl these days? After. Ooh, before. After. Before. No, 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 no. Pro Bowl's before. That is true. Yeah. That's the week before. That's damn it. You're one for three. Wow. I don't think I'm you can swear on the neutral zone. Uh, well, it's late enough where pretty much nobody's listening at yeah. this point. All right. Well, anything, any shout outs this week? Uh, we know Swanson's out of practice uh, doing A things. Yeah, I saw him. He had an easel set up and uh, <laughs> some nice watercolors and a canvas. He looked like Monet. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Show me the Monet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had one of those. No things. horizon. One of those. Bur- no. No horizon. Wow. He's just everything. Landscape? It makes you just sort of immerse yourself in the mm. image. Mm. Pointillism. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. He, he was it's wearing beautiful. a little beret. It's very nice. Had a Broncos logo on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. And he was drinking wine right out the, no. out of practice. On the field? <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Roll. Good you for know, him. He gets right into the role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, community. There's a kickoff. Kickoff luncheon? Luncheon on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. It is a good chance to raise a lot of money for some Bronco, Denver, Denver Broncos charities. charities. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you get some insight on the football team. Yeah. Usually there's like a four-person panel up there. Yeah. Does the head get, football coach talk bit. or no? I don't. He'll probably talk a little Say bit. Say a few yeah. words. Say, hey, thanks for everybody coming out. we got Italian food coming up? I don't know what the menu is going to look we like. We don't typically eat at that. We just work. Correct. That's usually what happens. But it's nice. It is nice. You get to you, know, you get to hear some football stuff. Yep. That's a the whole team gets introduced. Get excited. Um, yeah. Get ready for the regular season. Kind of kicks off. Get hyped. The season. Yeah. Kick off luncheon. So then there's some play sixty stuff coming up the week the week after. There that. is a play sixty. So. Liz Manis just holding down the fort. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And I think that's it. No, I just I think fans would probably love to know that whether it's the neutral zone or just maybe a different titled podcast, we'll probably be in your ear a little bit more. We're going to be ramping up stuff yeah. this season. More audio from Eric more and ramp- Phil. Correct. Exactly. You think that's probably what they love to hear? I would think. Yes. Uh, we're going to be getting it. Really, we got some exciting things happening. The here. Broncos audio zone is going to be renamed to the Phil and Eric zone. Exactly. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's we're going to have to get some going. new sound effects. Yeah. We'll get it going. So we new no season, longer need just a podcast zone. supervisor. Oh, man. Audio zone supervisor. Really? We need you, and we need you now. Yes, we do. How do you think the former uh, podcast supervisor is doing? Haven't heard. Never. Tried to reach out a few months ago. Haven't heard. Yeah. 
he didn't have a uh, red receipts, oh, so I couldn't so tell you don't if know he if saw it. Went it. Through. But it changed no, his number. no, 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 it delivered. Oh, but you don't know if he saw it. Correct. I'm not a big fan of the read receipt. You say read. Yeah. Interesting. Read. Yeah, like I read this. Yeah. You know, but that's a divisive topic. I think a lot of people feel strongly one way or the other. Oh, I I was gonna say I was like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't wow. feel too strongly about it. Re- no, read I've, I've I think it's both. a read receipt. Yeah, I say read. Yeah. Yeah. Malik read receipt. Read. Yeah, that's, that's different than a red receipt. Yeah. Remember we were talking today, steak versus steak. Yeah. Yeah. Like a steak that you drive through a vampire's heart. S-T-A-K-E versus S-T-E-A-K. Yeah. Are they pronounced the same or different? I'm a big fan of steak. Steak versus steak. Exactly. Very different. Very different. Kind of analysis you can come to expect on the neutral zone. Everybody knows what this is all about. Which came way before week seven, Mr. Konigsberg. Yeah, take that. Uh, where do you think uh, Mr. Konigsberg is listening? Wow. Tune in for sure. He could be listening on Tune In. Could be listening on DenverBroncos.com. Could be. Stitcher. Stitcher. iTunes slash the podcast app. iTunes. He's probably not listening on Spotify. Well, like oh, we talked about before, yeah. you could download it and then play back with uh, Spotify. Smart. It's crazy. He, uh, where else? Do you, maybe like uh, Netflix? We're probably not could you do that? that. Redact. Redact. Well, you know what you could do is uh, download it on uh, iTunes and then play it back through his laptop and then mirror that through his Apple TV and Ooh. play on redact. his TV. Redact. Too many sponsors. Yeah. No free handouts here exactly. on the neutral zone. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, are you ready to, should we close it out? I think I'm done. Okay. Well, hope that you've enjoyed finding out a little bit about the Broncos backup quarterback situation. Uh, a couple of moves as the Broncos cut ties with Dakota Watson and Zach Kerr on Monday. And also uh, a couple of names to look for heading into the fifth and final preseason game, which is week four of the preseason. And a note with to this Andrew Luck. And a very uh, touching a uh, tribute, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I know that you wrote a poem or something, too, but we didn't want to. We, didn't, we ran yeah, out of time. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been, been yeah. great to get it in there. Yeah, but, but just no time uh, on no. this week's show. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, for Eric Dalal, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.